Hello, everybody, and welcome to Challengers and Champions, the official podcast of Boost League Soccer. This is episode number 13. Oh, unlucky 13. My name is Jared. You probably know me better as Dr. McBoop, and I am joined today by Southend XGF. I should really stop doing that, because um, I thought when I started the show that I was going to have a rotating cast, but it's just been you and me the whole time, so I think I'm, I'm just, it's just going to be, and uh, Southend is here too. What's going on, man? Hey, McBoop. I'll tell you what, 13's a lucky number for me, so maybe it'll offset the unlucky 13. Oh, hopefully. Uh, I love being a part of this podcast. It's really been a lot of fun. Thanks for... Uh, Thanks for uh, taking the time to put it together. I know uh, I think everybody seems to enjoy it. So I can't wait to talk about playoffs tonight. Oh, my goodness. Such good games. I mean, just everybody. Uh, it's unbelievable. I, we, we just uh, watching these games just was so much fun. So close. Can't wait to dive in. Take us into it. You got it, man. Challengers and Champions is dedicated to talk about the goings-on in BLS, things such as previous match results, upcoming match predictions, or anything else we can think of to discuss. Uh, today's podcast will focus on matches played on Tuesday, February 28th, uh, Season 4 playoffs, and they will definitely go down as something. I mean, God, it was so good. You ready to get started? Yeah, I thought there was going to be one play we were going to talk about all night, but there's more than one. There were so many. There's like there's a few. Uh, I'd actually forgot about that play until you said something. Just how did now. you? For, That's a, how did? Uh, let's we'll get to yeah, it. We're getting man, into was, the first match. And it was God. I can uh, I can do lineups for our first game at eight o'clock tonight. Team Canada tonight starting Eros, MJ Caboose, and Memer leaves Rafro, Llama, and Chris, aka Mister XD or Chris Saka, as we love to call him. Uh, and what I call him phenomenal lineups uh, from both those groups. We knew it was going to be intense. Uh, we knew Team Canada was going to step up and play some great defense. We knew Leaves are an offensive powerhouse led by Raffro. Um, first game, second game, not what we expected to see, not what I expected to see at least. Uh, Leaves just absolutely dominating on the back of Raffro, who just took the game over in matches one and two. He was everywhere, and everything he touched went in. And anytime the ball made it out of Team Canada's zone, Chris and Llama were there backing him up, helping him keep the ball in the offensive zone, giving them the chances. And it looked like it was game over after two. Yeah, the scores of those first two games, uh, Leave took uh, game one six two and game two six zero. And like you said, Team Canada just looked, their goose was cooked. It was over. Yeah, we were just struggling in the booth to come up with, uh, you know, what do we say going into this third match? This has been such a dominant performance by Leaves. And then uh, we saw a little lineup switch going into that third game. Uh, Leaves swapped in Ryug for Llama. Team Canada swapped in Liquid Sight for MJ Caboose. We were kind of saying that, if anything, it was just Team Canada looking like when you change your goalie in a hockey match, uh, just trying to get some spark, just get the team focused in a different direction than having lost two games. Uh, and to my surprise, they pulled it out and took it to Leaves. They won the game 4-1, to one, uh, put the Leaves back on their heels in a really dominant performance uh, from Team Canada. We were kind of wondering, like, what, what happened to Leaves? So in the fourth game, Leaves battle back, take the game to overtime, and, and it ultimately wind up getting an overtime goal in the fourth match. Uh, just exciting to watch. Team Canada not going down without a fight, tied it up, and boop, this is the play. That we gotta talk about. I say, it's right to say you said, and and they just uh, they just put it to overtime like it was nothing. But when it happened, uh, like skill, if you can edit the audio of me and Southend as we go nuts, 
when that overtime goal was scored. That I mean, it was absolutely nothing. Just the the triple. I I can't even. I it was. There was a double fake, a triple fake. Nobody nobody wanted to touch the ball, and then Liquid Sight from the back of the field just kind of pooped the ball and uh, just over Rayug at three seconds to go. It was. I mean, we went we went nuts and tw- and chat went nuts and I I like to, I think that the Leeds and Team Canada also went nuts. I I try to stay pretty calm in the casting booth. I try not to get too hype. There was just no way. No one saw that play coming. We were sitting oh, there. Oh yeah, no, you I, you couldn't hold it together. No, there's point. no way. Was, oh my god. There was no way. So leaves leaves were up by two goals with ten seconds left in the match. And Memer throws a pass in front to Arrows that he buries, and there's three seconds on the clock. They're down by a goal. It's four to three in game four, and it's winner go home for Team Canada. They had to win the series out, and we're looking at it going, they're just going to have to throw everything they have at this ball and hope it goes in. And then it happened. My goodness, three seconds left. They need a goal here off the kickoff. We'll see how they play it. I can't imagine they're not going to throw everything they have at this ball. Oh! And fakes from both sides. Liquid, Liquid side taking the shot. shot. Oh, it goes in! Hey! Oh! <laughs> oh my God! Fake kickoffs from both sides, and Liquid Sight able to kick it right over Rayug, who pinches it against the crossbar. What a play! Oh my goodness! Oh my! I can't even put words together. We have a second left. We're going to overtime. Leaves. Leaves faked the kickoff. Team Canada faked the kickoff. Liquid Sight, I, I could I could just hear his brain clicking in the back. Is sitting in that back spot, going like, "Oh my God, nobody went." And he, like, "What do I do? What do I do?" <laughs> he charged up and made the shot, and Rayug was, I mean, this close to the save. Got a touch, pinched it up against the crossbar, but the momentum was too much. And it popped past him to send the game to overtime, and. What a change in pace from from 10 seconds ago. These guys were down by two, and then to score two goals. But in that fashion, if you haven't seen the play, if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you've seen it at this point. But if you haven't, I, I know the the clip is out there. You've got it. It was one of the craziest plays I have ever seen in Rocket League, especially when you consider the context of a elimination situation, playoff game, on the line, series on the line. And that kind of play comes out. It's just nuts. I, I can't. I can't. I still can't get that play out of my mind. Yeah, no kidding. Um, we were talking about it long. I mean, long afterward on stream. But uh, we when we went in to interview Leaves after their win, Mama was just chastising his teammates for the fake kickoff. And I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I understand the strategy there either. Uh, do you think you can you can maybe explain it for me a little bit? Absolutely. So the idea behind the fake kickoff is that your front player, the guy that's dedicated to make contact with the ball at midfield, charges the ball and at the last second, he turns to the side to let the opposing player take the shot. And if he squares himself up square to the net, the idea is that that the player on the opposing team is going to kick the ball straight and flat back at your net. And the guy sitting in net is going to get basically a pass right at him to launch up in the air and take downfield and hopefully catch the other team off guard. But that was the plan, and Leaves did it. But then, I, mean, I guess that makes sense from Team Canada if you're if you're down a goal. But if you're up a goal, does that really serve? 
same purpose? I think they did it because they thought there was no way on earth Team Canada would have expected a fake there. And there was no way on earth I thought the Leaves would do it. And I think that sounds like a play that I would guess Raffro threw out there as a mind game within the game kind of thing. And I could be wrong, but that sounds like something I would expect out of him. Um, I, I, I agree now that you've said it. But I think he threw it to, to mind, game the, let's mind game the kickoff, hope they don't center the ball up. You know, whoever was back is going to stay in net, get an easy touch, will be there to support. And then Canada faked it too. And that's what just made that play absolutely nuts. Uh, watch, watch the clip. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, watch it again. It's still ridiculous. Uh, but quite possibly, in honesty, I think I'm closing in on like 12,000 matches of Rocket League, and there's just I, I don't think I've ever seen a play that crazy. That was insane. No, it was it was certainly entertaining. Um, a quick quick run through of the cycles for the series. Uh, Memer had a cycle in game one. In game two, uh, we had no cycles. In game three, we had another cycle from Memer playing, uh, getting two cycles on the match so far. And in uh, in match four, we had four cycles in match four. Uh, Eros and Liquid Sight for Team Canada and Rafro and Chris Saka for the Leaves uh, all getting cycles. Uh, just great team play from everybody all around and just a heck of a series to watch. Oh, it was absolutely exciting. And, and I really would have thought right then and there that was going to be the most exciting series we were going to see of the night. I don't know how in my mind you could have taught that, but say and somehow it managed to just say, it just set the tone. It wasn't the high bar; it just set the tone. Right, and it wasn't it wasn't the low bar by the end of the night either. But oh, you're right; no, no, everything no. just like, matched that. There bar. was no low bar. There was no low bar of the night. Like the theme of the night was in game one, there was a blowout and everything seemed overwhelmed. Every, like one team just seemed overwhelming, and it looked like it was going to be a quick series. And then after game three. Everything's up in the air. Just, yeah. The the theme of the night is, oh my god, what is happening? Like, yes. what just happened? Just totally unpredictable stuff. Uh, and, and it was so exciting. I mean, that's what's so cool about BLS, is you get this situation where it's not like you get this one team that just runs away with everything, and that doesn't ever seem to really be the case here. You get these teams that are always going to fight hard, and they're always going to have a chance, and it doesn't matter... Uh, because the way the league is structured, the, you know, these players are going to show up and play. And, and the more time I spend around this community, the closer I realize these guys are and how much fun they're having out there doing it. And, um, man, just just super exciting. Uh, and one thing I wanted to point out about that Leafs Team Canada game for you mentioned, four players, two on each team having cycles. And we've talked in the past, how often is it in, in a threes match that the losing team has two cycles and still loses the match? I mean, huge kudos for Team Canada tonight to start off in the hole that they dug for themselves in the first two games and battle back and give that kind of performance. Really wish that had gone to a fifth game. Those guys played really, really well. I was really happy to see them come back and make it close with Leaves. Uh, most certainly. Uh, well played all around to everybody, like you said. Uh, but after that, we had more Rocket League. And in the West Finals, we saw Nickelback taking on I'd Hit That. And... Uh, I'd hit that winning this match in five games. Uh, Nickelback took him to Nickelback took him to five. Uh, I'd hit that winning game one four zero. Nickelback coming back to win the next two three one and three two. And I'd hit that closing out the series winning game four three two and game five two to one. My goodness, where do we even start on this series? <clears throat> I guess we'll do lineups. Nickelback starting what we expected would happen: Javington, Dominipple, 
and Park Dog, the 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 Nickelback lineup that we had seen be so dominant in week two that just took over BLS in week two. So no surprise to see them start that. I'd hit that, started Seamoy, Big Toy, Quicksand, and Robbing Hope. Um, you know, strong lineup from them. Uh, we had talked a bit about how plug-and-play both these teams are. Uh, the only lineup switch that happened in that match, uh, I'd hit that subbed in Don't Taze Me Bro uh, in their second match and then subbed him back out for Robbing Hope going into the third match. But, goodness, this is uh, another, like you said earlier, tale of, of a, 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 a series that looked like it was decided after the first and then went the distance. Uh, give me some of your thoughts uh, here for a second. Yeah, I thought this one was decided twice. Like after game one, I, I was really disappointed in Nickelback's performance. Um, really had high expectations for that lineup after watching them in match day two. But I'd hit that just dismantling them, uh, shutting them out, even winning that first game four to nothing. And then after game three, Nickelback's up two two one, and it doesn't it doesn't even look close. Like the scores were three to one and three to two in games two and three, but I, the play just it, it seemed Nickelback was was just beating up on. I'd hit that, and then I'd hit that coming back to win games four and five. Well played all around from everybody. Yeah, it, it was a great series. I felt like Nickelback came out shaky in that first game. I saw, you know, there's some really good They did players. not look warmed up. They didn't. They they looked like they were playing nervous. I saw some big whiffs that I didn't expect. They're uncharacteristic of some of the players in that match. And I felt like they got stomped on pretty hard that first game. But to their credit, they battled back in the second match. They, they looked stronger and stronger through that second match. And by the time that they had got to towards the last couple minutes that they were all over. I'd hit that uh, and credit to those guys because I'd hit that is not an easy team to pin down defensively. Um, you know, Nickelback p- poured the pressure on, took games two, took game three and then head into the fourth game looking to put, I'd hit that away, but I'd hit that having none of it winning the fourth game three to two and forcing game five, which fittingly went to overtime. Yes, it did. <laughs> And Nickelback had some great chances in that overtime. There were a couple shots I thought that they were going to get, just missed the net, a couple great offensive opportunities, back and forth. And and about two-minute mark, uh, I had hit that Seamoy big toy, throws a pass into the corner, out in front, and there was a Nickelback defender, and I apologize, I don't remember who was going up for it, going up to make the touch, and then robbing Hope, just nowhere. squeezed the ball into the top left corner. I mean, he like was he slammed into that ball. Like he had, like he's yeah, like you said, just squeezed it in between the post and the Nickelback defender. If he had been there any sooner, it would have gone off the post. And if he'd been there any later, Nickelback had the save. I mean, it was just the perfect timed shot and huge goal for them to send them to the grand finals. Yeah, just another great series to watch. Um, Cycles for that series, um, QK Sand, Quick Sand, Q, whatever you want to call them. I had a cycle in that first game. No more cycles until game five where we see uh, Seamoy and Robbing Hope. uh, Complete complete cycles for both of them off of that amazing play in overtime. Yeah, and that play, uh, you know, I've been watching the stat line for the cycle stat. That play, uh, Robbing Hope was short the goal and Seamoy was short the pass. And they picked it up on that one play to secure the cycles. So uh, great, great effort from them. I know in the middle of a game as a player, you're never thinking about the cycle. That's not something that you're, you're focusing on or trying to get. But uh, just testament to how well-rounded 
and and how good the rotations were that that overtime goal winds up securing. Uh, you know, every member of that team being involved tonight. Definitely. And uh, after that, that set the stage for the BLS Grand Finals for Season 4. And we found the Leaves taking on I'd Hit That. And just a series for the ages. Definitely a series for the ages. My goodness. He couldn't have asked for anything more uh, in this in in this Grand Finals. Uh, and again, a, another one like we talked about that looked like the theme of the night. It was settled in Game 1. Leaves came out. Raffro had, what, five goals on seven shots? He was absolutely insane in that first game. Everything he touched was going in, and, and I'd hit that couldn't get the ball out of the front of their net. They just kept pinning their end. The leaves were bringing the pressure, and I didn't even do lineups. Uh, let me get to those. I'd hit that starting Seymour, Big Toy, Quicksand, and Robbing Hope. Leaves starting Chris, Lama, and, and Raffro. Uh, in that series, so uh, monster, monster lineup throwdowns. But the first match, the Leafs just dominated. They wouldn't even yeah. give the the Brazil goal up. No, yeah, the first, score of the first game went seven zero in favor of the Leaves. I was ready for a quick series. I thought it was over. We were, we were. There were a handful of us watching in the Orsa Stadium chat, <clears throat> watching this match and cheering on our favorite teams. And uh, when Leaves put on that that dominant performance in Game One, uh, we we were shocked and. We were trying to figure out what what adjustment needed to happen for I'd hit that, and it, it was hard to tell. The leaves were just all over them, but the leaves were just on fire. They were, uh, but game two rolls around, and it was a completely different tale. Yeah, I'd hit that winning game two, two to zero, and then game three, six to one. Game one, you think one thing, and after game three, three, you think the complete different thing, the complete opposite. Yeah. It, it was baffling to watch because, uh, and this is not a poke at any player on any of these lineups, but but I'd hit that just got stomped in game one, and then the leaves just seemed to disappear in games two and three. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't got to talk to any of the guys yet to figure out exactly what happened or what changed, uh, but it was just a completely different I'd hit that team. I'm kind of curious to figure out what their – you know what the conversation within their group, what what their game plan was to turn around. I mean, it's so hard to come back from that 7-0 loss, especially in in a stage as big as a grand finals for a league. But they did. They turned it around, and they not only took games two and three, then they took game four, two to one. Um, and yeah, they're up three one, sitting pretty, looking good. Uh, one thing I, I just got to give a shout out to Quicksand in games two and three. Uh, he he was. All over. I mean, saves and goals, and he was. I was in in the Twitch chat calling him the MVP of the series at that point. As dominant as Raffer had looked in Game One, Games Two and Three, and even Game Four, Quicksand was everywhere. Uh, just really, really solid play from him, and and good support from his teammates, and really exciting games to watch. And then move into Game Five, the Leafs turned it back on him. Uh, they won four to one yeah. in, in a pretty dominant oh, yeah. performance again. Yeah, and then winning game six, three to zero, uh, the Leaves did, and all of a sudden we have a tie series, and we have absolutely no idea what to expect in game seven. Right, and so we're in we're 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 in the the Orsa Stadium watching this match, going like, oh my god, the momentum the momentum shifted again. They're back on their heels. Like, uh, come on, I'd hit that. You know, like we, you know, the Leaves turned it back on. I'd hit that. Looked like they were struggling to to get anything to connect offensively. There was a, a, a play, I think it was in the sixth game, 
there were a couple plays where I'd hit that, had the ball right in front of Leaves' net, and they were throwing every car they could at it. And it was just two feet from going in. They could not buy a goal. And they couldn't, yeah, snake bit. They couldn't buy a goal. And it was so hard to watch the series and figure out what was going on uh, in terms of, like, from match to match, why the play was so different. So I, I'd like to talk to those guys and figure out kind of what they were thinking. But it was just, it was hard to, to identify what made one team so dominant in one match versus the other. And then to shift back and forth so many times within one series was incredible. That's what's, that's what's so cool about seeing these big, like, seven-game series. You know, you can have multiple momentum shifts like that. You don't see a lot of it in Rocket League. So maybe I'm just not familiar with with identifying some of that stuff in a long series like this. But let's talk about the seventh game, Boop. Say we, we are set up. We are after, we are at, at the end of six games. We have three wins apiece for the leaves, and I'd hit that. And uh, <laughs> what a seventh game from these guys. Well, look, I know, I know there's all the banner about BLS being scripted, but come on, man. You couldn't script it that well. I, I say, I don't think anybody could script it any better than this. And if you were scripting stuff, why didn't you script my team's match better last season? But, but <laughs> That's my fault. You're right. No, no. Uh, but, man, not scripted. That's just a joke. But, goodness gracious, what... A series so exciting to watch. All comes down to the last game, Game 7. Uh, I'd hit that in the leaves, facing off, and I think leaves went up 2 nothing pretty early. Yeah, they took a quick 2-0 lead, and then uh, Rob scored a goal to make it 2-1. And uh, it looked like they were about to score a, an equalizer, and then Chris somehow uh, just kind of flipped the ball over and uh, gave the leaves a 3-1 a a lead rather, with just about a minute to go. Chris made a huge play and and put Leaves up three to one with not much time left on the clock. I mean, less less than a minute, minute or less than a minute and a half maybe. Um, I'm trying to remember. There's so many games tonight to watch, but I thought thought the Leaves were were gonna take it. Thought I'd hit that was out. Yeah, thought that I thought I'd hit that. I blown the three one lead. I had the memes in my head already. I was I was I was actually pretty excited about it. The appropriately named Robbing Hope. I mean, I can't say more than that. Oh no, kidding. I mean, <laughs> Leaves Leaves had it in the bag, and then Rob just just took over, and then it was goal goal uh, within the last minute. Scored two, and and one of them was with just a handful of seconds left. I don't I don't remember exactly how long, but it was right at the end. Yeah, we were in double digits for sure. Yeah, Rob poked one in from just inside midfield, long shot, if I remember correctly, to the right side. Uh, and, and just caught Leaves out of position on rotation and sent it to overtime. And then I think the overtime yeah, tied three three game seven overtime. And I mean in the grand finals, it it just doesn't get any more hype than that. Oh, uh, was it was nuts. I mean, just we weren't even playing in the match, and I could tell with uh, clutch and, and static casting. <laughs> I, I'm I you know they were beside themselves, and we were watching it just just total hype train and i think leaves had a couple good chances in overtime it went about two minutes and then just fitting as could be rob rob with the clutch goal to score it and win it in overtime it was kind of a funky play if i remember right i think he caught the leaves in transition and just picked off a ball and just like that it was over and kudos the the best thing i could say to i'd hit that is way to to battle back from that that momentum switch that they had I to just be, way to not give up. 
Yeah, they had to be feeling the pressure after games five and six. I mean, being right there one game away and then dropping two games in a row is so hard to recover from. And then being down being down two goals with a minute and change in game seven and coming back, man, what what a series. You, you can't ask for it to go any any better than that. No, it was certainly it was certainly entertaining to watch. Uh, Robbing Hope just putting the team on his back. The game seven heroics, it was Jordan esque. Yeah, great, great series. Um, what a what a great season from everyone. This season has been so exciting. There've been so many close situations, so many one and done, so many play-ins, so many games that mattered throughout the entirety of the season, and it, it held true in the playoffs where. We saw exciting matches. We saw overtimes to decide the West Finals and the Grand Championship. Just stellar play from everyone. What a great season to watch. How much fun I think everyone's had. It's just been an awesome ride. And congratulations. I'd hit that. Uh, The West Coast champions, the Grand Champions. Congratulations to the Leafs for the East Coast Championship and a hard-fought series. You can't hang your heads losing in a Game 7 overtime. Uh, you guys battled back from from losing three in the middle of that series uh, and, and battled back to make it exciting and take it to overtime in Game 7. So now all these guys should feel proud. Um, and, and thanks to them for really making it exciting to watch. Yeah, just a great night all around. Um, real quick before we... Before we close out, I want to list off the cycles for the Grand Finals. We did not see our first cycle until Game 3 when uh, Quicksand uh, brought the cycle. And we didn't see a second cycle until Game 6 when uh, Chris Saka, Chris Eke, Mixture XD finished a cycle in that one. And then in Game 7, Llama had a cycle. Um, so just, I mean, but but away from that, just like like you said, it was it was so entertaining to watch. Just the whole thing. And the best part was, like, nobody had any idea what was going on, like, at any point. Like, the, the scores are just seem like they're all over the place. But then Game 7, we have a Game 7 overtime. And you point to it, Game 7 overtime, Grand Finals, end of an eight-week season, go to overtime, Game 7, one goal decides your champion for BLS in Season 4. And it couldn't be a more fitting end to BLS. I, I think that's so awesome, the league brings that balance and that parity between these teams and what a great showcase on stream tonight for it. Thanks for everyone that tuned in and watched and followed this season. Um, I feel like if you, if you followed and you watched tonight, it was worth your time to tune in and watch these matches. Yeah, they definitely made it worth your while tonight. It was certainly worth my time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed every bit of it as well. And if you enjoyed it, please sign up for season five. The first matches for uh, for season five will be March seventh. Uh, if you get your sign up in by by March fifth, uh, we'll we'll get you we'll get you a team set up. Yeah, come play. Um, I, this is the second season I've got to participate in playing in BLS. I'd heard a lot about it before I signed up for it. Um, don't forget Orsa as well. But uh, if you like this format, it's so much fun. You'll get to meet some new players. You'll get to be involved in a great community. Uh, get to see your matches on stream. Have your stats tracked. I, it's just a blast. It's it's really fun. Uh, if you're on the fence at all, just sign up and commit and do it. You'll have you'll have so much fun. I know talking to Javington, this was his first season he played in the league, and he just had an absolute blast doing it too. So get in and play. If you're listening to this, or if you, if if you're kind of on the fence, sign up and do it. You'll you'll have so much fun. It's it's just an awesome experience. Yeah, it most certainly is. And with that said. 
I think that's going to do it for this episode of Challengers and Champions. Uh, is there anything else that you want to plug before we get out, Southend? Just going to also plug, I know we just talked about BLS Season 5 and the signups are on the website. Uh, you can go to rocketsportsassociation.com and BLS Season 5 signups are there. But also, if you like competitive Rocket League and you can't make the Tuesday-Thursday schedule work, ORSA, the sister organization, or it's all under the same umbrella as BLS. Uh, McBoop runs all this, but uh, ORSA, a lot more flexible scheduling. You can still sign up as a free agent, or, or you can bring your entire team. Uh, but but sign up on ORSA. It's available to PlayStation, PC, and Xbox players. Those signups are also on RocketSportsAssociation.com. So if you want to get involved in competitive Rocket League, you want to be involved in the scene, this community, get in. It's awesome. Come play. That's all I got to plug. Thanks, Boop. Yeah, and thank you. And uh, like I said, that's going to do it for this episode of Challengers and Champions. Uh, today's episode was recorded on February 28th, 2017 by Dr. McBoop and South End XGF. It was edited by Skillful Earth, who will unfortunately be unable to continue editing as we go forward, which uh, really is unfor- which really sucks for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so there might be a format change for the podcast going forward as I figure out what to do there. But thank you for, for taking the time to do this skill while you were able. Uh, I, I certainly appreciate it. I do too, Skill. Thanks, man. And uh, we'll, we'll keep you a boop. We'll keep you updated on, on what happens and looking forward to next season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you again soon.